another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Trial by Stone. And I mean, February this month has been a pretty big month, actually, for the Dark Crystal. Um, There's been quite a lot that's been happening, of course, with the video game that just came out a couple of weeks ago, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. But also another big thing that I think we're going to be talking about a lot of is especially the um the very i mean it was the very first sort of dark crystal convention called the great conjunction and of course you know with me as always are my co-hosts um ethan and sydney so thank you so much for being back on thank you for having us back i'm very excited even though i'm also very jealous that i didn't get to go to the great conjunction i know i know i think like seeing everything that was happening with the event i sort of you know at the end of it all, I'm just like, ah, oh, I really wish I just get my tickets and just flew over there and yeah, come join, join, join with everyone that, that attended. And of course we've got, um, well, we actually have someone who actually attended the event and I think was, uh, you know, pretty involved with it as well. So we got Tobias here with us. So Tobias, again, thank you so much for being on trial by stone to chat about this, uh, the great conjunction that happened, um, just uh, last, um, last week. No problem. Uh, Husky cast owners, uh, very excited to, to be on the show for the first time. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, really excited to uh, get into it and, and share as much as I can. I mean, it, it was such a unique thing um, with this great conjunction that, I mean, for it, especially being like the very first Dark Crystal convention, I don't think there's, and you know, there hasn't been any events like it, you know, in the, the 35 plus years that, dark crystal has been around for i mean they had always been you know, small panels at you know whether it's like san diego comic-con that sort of i mean the big one happened last year of course was age of resistance panel at san diego comic-con but this was such a unique um thing that sort of popped up you know in in elstree studios in london and so to be honest, I, I know you were involved i think with the convention i, I know we saw some videos presenting uh panels um but what was still your role that you i actually just want to know in detail like what was your role like um during the day at the um the dark crystal convention sure i mean like you you like you're saying phil um yeah very very unique event um i think certainly when the film originally came out in the 80s um conventions of this kind and and the level of fan engagement that we have uh just simply didn't exist back then and certainly social media has exacerbated that greatly um I think it was a very uh, unique and, and special event for lots of reasons, but very briefly to kind of go back a few steps in terms of my involvement. Um, beginning of last year, uh, Zay, Zay, who organized the event, who ran the event, 
um, came on to several of the Dark Crystal kind of fan pages and fan groups and said, you know, hey, guys, um, I've got this event, this kind of uh, sci-fi fantasy event that's coming up, and I'm going to be having a Dark Crystal panel of sorts. Um, you know, come along, come and have a look. Uh, and and at the time, um, I've, I've been a, a very passionate Dark Crystal fan all of my life, but at the time, I, I, I very much had the opportunity to be getting back into it very deeply and, and kind of jumped at the chance, you know, because... Like you say, I'd, I'd never come into contact with any of the, the puppeteers or celebrities from the films because they just simply hadn't been available. Um, so going along, uh, it was a fantastic day and got to meet Louise Gold and Hugh Spike for the first time. And, and that was kind of the spark, really, um, that started it off and, and kind of showed that there very much was a possibility for um, such an event. And, and speaking to Zay afterwards and kind of congratulating her on it and, and giving her feedback on it... Um, we just yeah we just kind of struck up a, a friendship and a and a creative partnership as it were and um you know she she saw how passionate i was and, and that we shared that passion and and asked me to kind of and um, help her out and, and come along on the incredible journey that she took me on for this event um so my main roles uh, specifically were creatively um i have a design um degree in design background so was helping with the social media materials uh, and then on the day, very much my kind of sole responsibility was um, running the panels, uh, which was which was an absolute privilege. That, that, that is so awesome. I mean, th- that's the thing how, yeah, it just pretty much started with, um, it was it was kind of like that um, the first thing was that puppeteering sort of workshop with Louise Gold. And so that, it's kind of cool how that sort of pretty much sparked of the idea of, you know, oh, let, you know, maybe we could do a full day that's, you know, full of dark crystal guests and, and all that so that's really cool and especially like with age of resistance that was just sort of coming out last year that i think you know was just a great opportunity to to really make that yeah possibility and so i guess like um i mean that, that was that was the thing like when i was looking at the the schedule for for the great conjunction it was it seemed like it was a pretty jam-packed day <laughs> it uh, <laughs> was it was a very busy day yeah it, it, it just um, it kind of snowballed really, but in a really good way. So from that initial uh, kind of mini panel with Louise and Hugh, um, they they were absolute advocates. Um, like you say, we had the excitement of Age of Resistance around the corner, and uh, Louise was kind of able to give us a couple of tidbits kind of back then, back in April last year. Um, but as word kind of got around, um, promoted by her and Hugh just more and more of um, the puppeteers and, and voice actors were, were just hearing about it. Um, and it was kind of every week, really, it was just more and more that we were able to contact and, and more that contacted us to say, look, you know, we want to be there. We want to be involved. And um, and as you saw, I think it kind of total got up to around about 25. Um, and, and there were a couple of people who, who sadly kind of couldn't make it. But um yeah, it was it was a, it was a jam packed day, and we toyed with maybe making it two days, but we just didn't want to dilute it um, at all for the fans. We wanted everyone in one place to have that fantastic atmosphere. So, because I mean, that was a it was pretty much like a sold out event, and um, so I think there was like about what two about a couple of hundred that were that were at the event. Yeah, so um, online tickets completely sold out, and that was two hundred and fifty. Uh, tickets available there and then we still had um allocation for for on the door as well we still were able to in england unfortunately we're very uh, strict on our health and safety regulations uh so there was a certain limit for the venue but um but uh, yeah even on the door we were still able to admit more people in because people were literally contacting on the morning saying i want to come i'm driving down kind of please let me in so 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we absolutely did. And I guess, like, you know, throughout the day, I mean, you, you got to host um uh, some of the, the, you know, the panels and stuff. So, I don't know, maybe we'll go through, like, I guess some of the highlights that sort of happened, like, during the, the panels at the, um, at, at, at the Great Conjunction. Yeah, totally. So, um, next week, hopefully... Uh, we should be getting some of the highlights from the from those from the video footage that we took. Um, should be getting some of those highlights out so everyone can kind of see them firsthand. Um, but yeah, I mean, we tried to put it together in a logical format, really. Um, so we had the five panels. Um, the first one was the creation of Thra, of course, starting at the beginning, uh, moving on to the children of Thra, then the Skeksis Lords gentle mystics and then finally the fires of resistance and then we of course allocated each of the celebrity guests um into into those relevant groups um and it was yeah it, it was a it was a whirlwind uh kind of for me but um kind of life flashed before my eyes as i was uh, internally panicking with every waking second but um it, yeah it, it was great um i, I think in general uh, one of the reasons why I love them so much is because it was just very relaxed and very free and, and they kind of didn't feel any pressure to stick to the normal uh, routine answers. And, and so we got kind of a little couple of uh, like tidbits and, and kind of snippets of things that maybe aren't massively relevant, but we just never heard before. Um, I think a, a really good example would be uh, with Lisa Maxwell. Um she was fantastic. She, she's been on a, a panel TV show here in the UK uh, along with the rest of her acting career. So she was great. And um, her simple comments of, I just got back from Spain when I was then doing the voice recording for Kira. And when it got to the part when she mounts the Landstrider and she, you know, Stanu Tamar, uh, kind of doily doily, she kind of had, had brought that back with her from Spain. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's so kind of inconsequential. It's just like... A small thing and it's just like oh, okay that's kind of cool but it's something that's not written down in a book anywhere it's not written in the making of anywhere but it's still a part of it it's still a part of it it's kind of history and the decisions behind what we experience um and and i think that's what i really enjoyed about the panels is getting those little bits out where it's just like making it quite a unique conversation like i was just really interested about it because i would have thought you know that would have been in, in the script or whatnot there might have you know some line but no, it was actually her that sort of, yeah, came up with, um, you know, filling in, you know, with the, with the dubbing and, and post-production for the film. So that, that's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, there, there were so many other things that came out as well. And um, and I think it just goes to prove that I, I was watching the, the um, making of documentary for Age of Resistance again last night, actually, with my wife. And she has grown to uh, appreciate the Dark Crystal. Um, she wasn't an original fan. Um, and afterwards, I kind of said to her, like, can you see why so many of us um, appreciate it and love it and are drawn to it because of the level of creativity and personality that goes into it? And that's what all of these conversations from the panels um, kind of came out with was was just a personal touch. It was just with, with each of them there and each of them involved, the ways in which they shaped it in, in, into what it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of go into a little bit more detail of the panels themselves if you like if you kind of if there's anything that you specifically wanted to know i mean first of all would there have been time for me to catch my breath between fits of sobbing is my first concern <laughs> um i would have 
definitely were there lockers for extra pairs of pants um that would have been my next concern. <laughs> that would have been useful for me sydney <laughs> <laughs> um, that would have been probably an immediate concern for faith yeah, yeah peeing myself and sobbing yeah. top two concerns other than that though um I, exactly what you're talking about with the little tidbits that are not commonly found in the the making of featurettes that we've all seen on the on the dvds and everything that's what would have drawn me like give me new information that makes me feel like I'm in on this you know secret world that it just that that's incredible to me just the, those little bits from the people who lived it um that's far more interesting to, to me than anything anything else so that yeah I, I mean that's absolutely incredible. I mean in terms of the emotion I mean um one of the things I kind of like to mention but kind of be um sensitive and private about i suppose is that one of the things that really hit me was how um important and personal it really was for the celebrities that were there because they genuinely haven't seen each other in in decades um in decades and um we'd obviously arranged for them to uh, be kind of staying in a hotel that had come the night before so they could be prepared and fresh-faced and um you know, they, they were all just kind of coming into the lobby and they were all just sitting in the hotel bar and they were all just catching up. And, and it was kind of one of those really kind of intimate moments where you just you just watch it from afar. Like, you understand the importance of, of them seeing each other again and, and kind of thinking, do you know what? Like, tomorrow's my day. Tomorrow's the day for the fans. And, and let's kind of leave well alone. And, and on the day, that, that feeling was still very present. Um, a lot of the comments... Uh, either on stage or just between the celebrities themselves um, during the day, they were just, yeah, you, you could tell that they were just rekindling friendships and, and kind of saying, you know, uh, like Stephen and, and um, Lisa uh, that kind of hadn't seen each other in so long. And it's just like, you know, let's, let's make sure that, that that contact doesn't stop again and kind of keep it going. And, it, and it's the start of something as well as celebrating uh, what's gone before. And, and Louise, I mean, hopefully you'll see it in the highlights of the panel. Louise, uh, who's in the last panel, we kept her for, for Age of Resistance because of her heavy involvement. She gave a very emotional, very rousing speech to where um, just it was so appropriate to, to give her a standing ovation. And, and I was glad that the audience joined in. And uh, yeah, emotions were really high, really, really high. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was just like, I mean, even just looking at all the group photos of, of all of them together and just, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that some of them you haven't met each other for such a long time, probably since the 80s, I guess it was almost like a high school reunion of sorts yeah. for, for them, you know, just, just, you know, seeing each other that, you know, you know, from, from the original, from uh, the crew from the original film, um, especially that um, haven't caught up. And, um, and uh, that was the one thing I really read about, um reading on twitter or some articles like i think there was some people that you know that went to this convention and you know they said oh you know i'd usually be shy or you know be you know like not getting you know engaging in conversations or you know just really quiet but but at this event i was able to you know approach people and you know can have a chat to them and it just everyone was just so friendly and so nice that it was just yeah like such a i guess like a personal you know um feeling that um, some of the fans were able to, you know, got a lot out of that day. So, which is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really did. And, and I think, um, as part of Louise's speech, one of the things that she, 
stated and, and kind of echoed through the event was just the loving nature of, of Jim's spirit. And, and as we all know and appreciate, it really does permeate through the Dark Crystal. And and, and it kind of goes down as the fans. You know, we, we had a lot of, of the guests, the celebrity guests that had, had actually never done conventions before um, that rightfully, you know, we, we know what the uh, kind of nerd fandom are like. They can be quite uh, full on, uh, myself included. And, um, you know, they just, they, they are so kind of kind and gentle and generous themselves and, and it absolutely ref- reflects in the fans. And going around on, on the floor during the signings in the morning, um, every single fan I came into contact with, uh, like you say, was exactly like that. It, it was just so friendly, so positive. It was just instantly recognisable of looking at each other and not having to wear uh, gelfling ears or not having to wear the, the gaudy jumpers. Um, you know, it, it, you just knew you were with your own kind um, and everyone was just, yeah, just wonderful and just, just loving it, just loving it. Um, if I may postulate a little bit, I, I can imagine that that really stems from the fact that a lot of us who grew up as fans of the Dark Crystal, we had a hard time connecting with other people who were into the same things. Like, for example, and for me, for instance, I grew up like having a hard time finding other people who were into the Dark Crystal. And it was, you know, usually it was people who were significantly older than me who were into it. Anyone who was my age was like, oh, I tried to watch that and it scared me. Like, my mom won't let me watch that. It's too weird. <laughs> or, you know, and um, it wasn't until later on in adulthood, you know, the advent of social media and things, you know, finding other fans. And it's probably just a humongous breath of fresh air to be in a room full of other people who get that. Um, and, yeah. and it's probably the first time a lot of those people have felt anything like that. Yeah, absolutely, Sydney. Like, like it really was, and it's 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 strange. It's like you say. It's like even if you grew up loving fantasy, um, you know, you grew up loving Star Wars, you you grew up loving Lord of the Rings, etc. Um, yeah, Dark Crystals just always seem to be a complete niche, um, and it's kind of been nice at times because it's something that's kind of very personal and kind of special. And I'm sure, like you said, you kind of hold it close to your heart and you appreciate it. But at the same time, you really do want to find others and you really do want to share it with them and just let that kind of joy and love for it just come out. Um, and, and the event was was exactly like that. It was like a, a complete validation for, for all of us. You know, it's like, you know, we're here. Like, look look at this event. Look at this fantastic event and this convention and look look at all the guests we have here and look at how many people wanted to be here and, and, and the great time that we're having and just, you know, look. You know, we we have every right to love what we love just as much as all the other fandoms do. Um, And yeah, it just it was a feeling that just encapsulated the day completely. Um, Ethan, how jealous do you think you are proportionately to how happy you are that this happened? I'd say I'm at like 80 (laughs) percent happy that this happened and like 20 percent jealous. I don't know. Where are you at right now? Uh asking me math problems uh you know <laughs> i think i see I, Ethan I'm... outside my window holding a knife actually so uh, uh, i think okay. it might be quite high <laughs> no i i can't even imagine being uh in the same room with that many fans that love this you know sydney you're absolutely right finding an, 
someone else in the real world that uh, likes Dark Crystal. It, I, it's such a like when I met Jamie uh, in person. It was it was absolutely incredible to actually have a conversation like about Dark Crystal and uh, not get an eye roll. Uh, my wife, she she listens, but uh, she she does not love it like I do. She's like, okay, I, I I see. You know, it's probably like your your wife Tobias. Like, like I've grown to love this with you, through you, because of you. Um, but anyway, um, no, I'm so insanely jealous, and we have to have another one of these uh, down the line so I can I'll start saving my money because I'll I'll hop across the ocean to. To go to this next time, but right now I had I'll swim, no dude. I will swim. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop in a little boat and start paddling. But yeah, insanely jealous. Yeah, I, I mean, thinking about math, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably, oh, I don't know, it's hard. I'm probably seventy thirty, like, yeah, thirty percent that. Yeah, okay, I was like seventy jealous, jealous thirty yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like seventy. I mean, really, I mean, I'm just happy, probably really 100% that happy about that it, it really happened and it just and just the whole event just seemed to went um, really fantastically. Like, but yeah, um, but there was a part of me where I'm just like, oh, you know, you know, with a week or two to go and, you know, to the convention, I'm like, oh, there was a part of me where I'm just like, oh, I wish I could go, but, you know, but I'll hold out for next time. So, I mean, that's the thing. I'm really hope that, um, uh, that there will be more conventions um, in the future, you know, whether it's going to be in London or, you know, or even, you know, potentially if they, if they did do any in the US, I think that would be a great opportunity, I would think, you know, to to have these conventions and, you know, have all these guests and, yeah. Also, too, for, for just more visibility for Dark Crystal things at the conventions that we already have over here stateside, because... Mm -hmm. I, I attend uh, WonderCon in Anaheim every single year. I attend San Diego Comic-Con almost every year whenever I can um, and other various conventions that happen in California. And I always find myself like on a treasure hunt for anything Dark Crystal related because it's so like rare when you find it. Um, I lucked out one year I was able to find a copy of the the Marvel comic, the the one that was the the oh, Dark Crystal, the movie, and it was actually special, yeah. autographed. It was signed by Brian Froud, and the guy selling it didn't realize it. And I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> don't tell him it's gonna be worth way more." <laughs> I lost it, but but that was like such a rarity. Um, and so what I'm hoping now is that now that the fandom is a little louder and a little more visible, and and I think a little bigger too, because there's a lot of new fans who have discovered Dark Crystal through Age of Resistance who didn't even know about the movie before because maybe they're younger than me even or um, for whatever reason they just didn't have exposure until Netflix and so now it's more relevant and I'm hoping that you know when I attend WonderCon and San Diego Comic-Con like even they don't have to necessarily be panels about it but I'm hoping to see more stuff on the floor more costumes more merch more held dark crystal t-shirts you know what i mean like when i wear my my dark crystal t-shirt on the world and somebody compliments it it's like a little whoa really nice hey let's yeah. be friends like <laughs> whereas i feel like in uh now this year maybe i might see a couple more you know maybe artists um in artist alley uh on the convention floor are going to be doing dark crystal themed artwork now there's going to be more of that which is great because i love throwing my money at artists um a <laughs> lot of solidarity there and I'm, that's what I'm really excited to see. Like, yeah, it'd be great to have 
an entire convention every year dedicated to the Dark Crystal, but I'm excited to just see how how else the fandom is more visible and more prominent in places that I haven't seen it before. Yeah, it's all about momentum, isn't it? I I, th- I think that is very much the key with such a build up towards Age of Resistance and kind of almost reintroducing the Dark Crystal to so many people and and rekindling it and a lot of people that, that you know may have enjoyed it when they were younger and and kind of not followed it as passionately as other people. And it's just keeping that moving forwards. You know, we've we've had the TV series come out fantastic, and we've had the game release come out, which we'll obviously talk about a little bit later on. And we've we've had you know this kind of first ever uh, you know official uh, convention for it as well. And I just think it's it's very much on the fans, uh, like you say, Sydney, and those who I kind of I kind of said a similar sentiment on on some of the groups a little while ago. But it's just. It's, it's talk about it and shout about it in any way that you can. You know, if, if you are creative, if you're an artist, then yeah, produce work or produce fashion or produce cosplay. Or if you're a musician, then kind of, you know, remix and, and produce songs or even just talk about it and tell your friends about the show. And, and if you can, then kind of go out there and see what merchandise is available and, and kind of buy what you can. Because Jim Henson and Netflix, they, they are watching, they are listening. Um, they absolutely are, and, and kind of partnering with us on this event, um, you know, was very much a part of that as well. It was it was in no way a kind of a promise of, of what may come in the future, but it was a case of let's let's see what the fandom are doing, you know, let let's see how they feel about it, and let's kind of hear some noise. And, and everyone really, really, really needs to make as much noise as they can if they want it to go forwards. Especially since it's such a healthy fandom too. Like it's not like. Star Wars or Game of Thrones where like everyone hates each other even though they all like the same thing well I mean and that's the thing like just thinking about like all the things to come like you know like you said Cindy about seeing more cost more um uh, merchandise or things on the floor and all that kind of stuff and I think one of the big things I you know from this convention of course was the the cosplay you know, it seemed like you had quite a few uh, people that, you know, got dressed up, you know, being costumes as characters, whether it's from Dark Crystal or from Age of Resistance. And I know there was a contest for it as well. Yeah. And how is that? Because I know we've had, um, actually we had Elaine. Um, she actually just uh, sent a message to us about, about the Great Conjunction. I did a, you know, hey, you know, I posted on the Crystal Shard Facebook group that, you know, if you, if you want to send us an email, you know, read it on the show and whatnot. So I might just read what, what she wrote about her experience um, at the Great Conjunction. So she wrote, Hello, Philip and everyone here at Trial by Stone. Many greetings from France. I'm Elaine, pronounce it like Rian. Um, but those at the Great Conjunction may know me as Skeksard, the entertainer, my original Skeksis character and puppet. It was working on him that I first listened to your podcast, which led me to the Crystal Shard Facebook group, where I first learned about the convention. So firstly, I want to thank you all for that amazing podcasting group. So I really appreciate that, Elaine. My Skeksis is only head and a hand for now, but I was glad to show my work to all those talented people who worked to our favorite franchise. Skeksard pleaded the scientist himself, Steve Whitmire, who was there, for more essence. Uh, was taunted by the Landstrider master, Robbie Barnett, who said he wasn't scary and even became a mystic for a moment, thanks to Jean-Pierre Emile. He even met three of our new heroes. So Skeksard was disgusted by by them. But for me, Elaine, it was an honor. Uh, puppets and performers were side by side as two being 
as two part of a same being, reunited at the great conjunction. As a certain heretic and wanderer, they all had their own relationship. I sensed that for Becky Henderson, Deet was that precious child who must be protected. She kept her behind, safe from our two curious hands. Hup really was Victor Yeret's alter ego. We could tell where, where that little podling's energy and honesty uh, came from. But my favorite had to be Neil Sterenberg and Rian's father-son relationship. He put him proudly on, a, on his table near us. But judging by his pose, Rian wasn't quite sure about this. Talking with Neil, I could tell that he cares about his character and that little gelfling surely gave him a lot of troubles. That's a bit like Skeksard for me. Uh, we could really see how far their bond goes because at the end of the con, they were the one holding the puppets all packed up, waiting to carry them home. But before exiting the room, I witnessed a heart-to-heart -heart discussion between Stephen Garlick and Michael Kilgrave, Jen and the Gartham Master, the Gelfling and the Skeksis meeting again after years. I want to finish this message saying that I was delighted to meet not only the cast and crew, but also, but of course, all my fellow fans. I already knew some of them and admire their talents on social media, but it was a pleasure to meet them and even have a dinner together. This is a day I will never forget, and I want to thank you again, Trial by Stone, for making it possible for me. Oh, That's so wonderful. sweet. Yeah, I know, I know. So, no, thank you so much, Elaine, for um, uh, for your message. And, I mean, I think I, I did see the pictures of yeah, her um, Skek Saad, uh, the entertainer. I have I mean, yeah. loved all of her progress on that Guy. oh my god design it's amazing mm. she's so talented it was incredible i mean first of all like so eloquently put elaine uh, you know lovely to hear uh, she encapsulated the feelings of the day perfectly there um uh, yeah and I, I had the pleasure of meeting her myself um as well and kind of seeing skexard firsthand and yeah it was it was incredible uh, like you say sydney kind of seeing her, her work and her updates on facebook while she was um sculpting it and, and then producing it um and, and seeing it in person was fantastic and and she really was enjoying uh, embodying the character as well she she very much throughout most of the day was kind of weaving her way through the crowd almost like with this kind of skexil kind of uh, snake-like movement for her for her skex's head for skexard and um yeah, it, it looked incredible. Um, I mean, like you say, the, the overall output uh, for the cosplay w was so good that in the end they, they had to award actually two, two first prizes. Um, just could not choose between. Um, I won't spoil the surprise as to who it was because I'm sure we're going to be releasing some kind of photos and video uh, media for it. Um, but they were just so on par and so kind of indistinguishable but from their own talents um that they just had to award first place but i did see elaine afterwards i myself i wasn't in charge of the cosplay and uh, certainly in no way um poo-pooing their decision but i did see her afterwards and and she kind of said oh you know it's it, it's because it's just kind of just the head and the hand at the moment i'm looking to develop it into a full costume and i kind of said to her do you know what i think it's so incredible i'd have given you first place because I, I i thought it just up close was yeah it was amazing she'd done fantastic work yeah, no, it, like some of the images that I just saw, like of the cosplayers, were, yeah, pretty incredible. So I'm so looking forward to, um, yeah, seeing all these, you know, videos or highlights from the convention. And of course, you know, once they get released, we'll definitely be sharing them all over social media. So no, which is which is so cool. And also, I mean, that was a thing in, that she mentioned in, in the letter, um, in the the letter, the email <laughs> to, um, you know, the fact that 
another thing that was sort of unique to the event that um of course you're having the puppeteers but also had uh the pup the characters themselves as well um especially with rian and deet and and hup and their respective you know puppeteers so that was like um how was that like you know just being you know seeing those puppets like up close and personal in a way <laughs> yeah it was oh i mean you know we, we were very lucky and again uh, the very good graces of jim hinton to kind of allow us to have them present um elaine was 100 percent right uh meeting victor was an absolute highlight he's such a a genuine uh kind of fun loving fun spirited man and and he he being attached to Hup in the way that he is, um, you know, he puppeteered Hup, he voiced Hup, um, you know, he developed and kind of worked on the, the podling language with J.M. Lee um, and just very much became him. And for the whole for the whole convention, almost, um, you know, he was sitting at his table and he was engaging with every fan that came up and and, and Hup was just kind of a, a permanent fixture, a permanent limb. Um, and it was wonderful. It, he was just so able to so spontaneously burst into moments of character with Hup. Um, and obviously my kind of first-hand experience of, of, of having them up on stage as well, um, you know, Hup was very much a part of that panel. Uh, and I kind of tried to make a point of including Hup and speaking to Hup um, as if he, he was there and alive, which of course he is, you know, it's a bit like when they say Santa isn't real. Santa is real and Hup is also real. <laughs> So uh, Thank you. it was, it was you. brilliant. Yeah, it was just brilliant. And and um and Neil had kind of painstakingly um put together Dee and Rianne again. Um because when they go into storage, of course, they they kind of dismantle them as it were. And uh, he'd he'd done fantastic work on getting them looking flawless and exactly as they are on the show. So it just yeah, it just kind of made it more obviously it made it more special and it was a treat for, for the fans. Um but it just made a, a kind of a real connection to like guys like, you know, we hear this is Dark Crystal, you know, this is an official event and, you know, and here are the very characters that, that, that we know and love. So it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, especially like we've, we've seen the puppets. I remember like when I went to um, uh, Atlanta um, last year, went to the, the Center for Puppetry of Arts and um, they had that Dark Crystal exhibition. And I think that's still going at the moment. I think original was meant to end. I think it was meant to end like, couple of months ago but i think it got extended for a couple of more months just going in that exhibition just seeing all the you know all the characters like olga and jen and and the gotham uh, master and um you know the mystics and all the little characters that were there it was almost like i could just spend a whole day being in this one in this one room which i think i probably did a good good part of that like for a good bulk of the day just incredible detail that went i mean with the original film but yeah again like it yeah love to you know, to the day where I'd be able to, you know, see these new characters and just see how well they, you know, they were all made. And yeah, so yeah, just, yeah, been so incredible to seeing, seeing those puppets for sure. I think it was, it was a massive kind of element of trust as well. Um, again, that kind of respect uh, from Jim Henson and kind of love for the fans and their passion in the sense that um, they also had the BFI uh, exhibition that they had uh, last August when they were launching Age of Resistance, and and um, it was a, it was a fantastic event, a fantastic exhibition, and a lot of it was kind of behind glass. Um, they had that kind of interactive area, so to speak, where you could kind of walk through, and and there were some puppets that were kind of standing and and there for you to see. Um, but there was still like a bit of an element of detachment where you know, kind of 
can I go up and sidle up for a photo or, or, or that kind of thing? But just to have them present and there and, and kind of to interact with and, you know, um, and, and all three, yeah, you know, Victor, Neil, Becky, we're all very much like, you know, come on, move in, get in, have a photo. And, and we're so kind of caring. And, and, and every fan was so good and treated them with, with good respect and care. Um, yeah, it was really appreciative. I know. Cause I mean, I was so jealous, um, like just seeing even like Victor, like, you know, he performed the sort of like video messages to people. Yeah. Um, a few of them popped up on, on social media or with the crystal shard group that I, that I saw them. And, um, I'm just like, leaving Oh, messages damn. to people's kids. It was so cute. Mm, I know. So but personal. The, well, I'm going to pitch this because I'm like, they, they could do this. How about, because I, I don't know if you guys heard of um, uh, Cameo. Yes. It, it's it's like it's like this thing where it's like you pay a celebrity, you know, so much money and they do the personalized sort of video oh, message it's to, to a loved one or to a friend or, you know, all that kind of thing. So, for example, like you can get Snoop Dogg, for example, and have him saying, you know, do a video message for, you know, someone's wedding. It's like, oh, congratulations with the wedding and all that kind of stuff um i'm like why not do it with hup he would be the best <laughs> yeah, like get hup on cameo yeah. yeah yeah i know so oh well that was the thing i actually missed um when they were doing um uh, hup teachers podling i know they did a couple of those videos i would have loved to see more of those um if they you know yeah to make more of them there was so much fun but hey hup for cameo i think I think there'll be quite a few people that'd be down for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was so cool. Everyone on the fan yeah. group would be. Every single yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the things I got to see during, the, which I'm presuming will probably be in the highlights video, but there was one moment where Victor was uh, performing harp and um, I think he was getting uh, getting the spoon um, from yeah. Mordra Gold. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> careful how you phrase that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, 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 we'll, 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 we'll keep that for the video, see if Is that it pops up. It, do you know what? It, it's a shame, actually, because, because you're right. I, I, I do want to keep it a surprise, because, uh, but, but it was actually the highlight for me. Um, that, that probably was my, my favourite moment. And I suppose the only thing I'll say is probably because it was my spoon um that that's probably why it's very very special for me but uh but it was just there was there was like this natural fluidity to, to all of the panels where it, it, i don't know moments just presented themselves um and and the audience were really engaged and you know even when the, the celebrities were up on stage um everyone just just let loose uh and it and it was it just kind of created really good moments like that so yeah people can can look forward to seeing that on video yeah absolutely yeah and um and i guess you know the fans they must have had just just a blast like being there and and it definitely seemed like that you could really you know just really talk to you know to the guests and stuff like it's it had definitely seemed to have that laid back sort of um vibe to it um and you know i guess you know a lot of fans you know getting their signatures on the books and um and all that kind of stuff so um yeah they, it just must have been just yeah such a big fun filled day that's for certain yeah yeah, it was because, you know, with certain conventions, they just become these kind of cattle markets of all the stalls are set up and the celebrities are there and you're just being pushed along in queues just to get something signed and then you're ushered off on your way. 
Um, and it was something, you know, that, that, that Zay was very conscious of wanting to avoid and stay away from and wanting to kind of keep that that real kind of personal human element in it. Um, and, and it really came off so well. I mean, Toby Philpott, what a, what a fantastic guy. He was standing at the entrance to, to Elstree Studios welcoming people in through the door. You know, he wasn't kind of sitting at his desk, kind of waiting for, for the line to form. He was getting in, he was getting involved, he was welcoming people. And, and he, sees a lot, he sees lots of people on different conventions as well. And, and it's very homely that way. And, um, you know, but, but everyone else still had that, that very same sentiment. And originally, simply because of the layout of the venue and the amount of celebrities that were going to be there, it looked like we were going to have to have them in two separate rooms. Um but thankfully, uh, Zay did some brilliant Tetris work and was able to fit all of them into the main hall. And, and it just paid off because everyone was there. Everyone was involved. Um, conversations were just naturally forming. And even when some of the panels were going on, the other celebrities were kind of listening. Louise Gold was mostly heckling. But the rest of them were... I love you, Louise Gold. Um, the, the rest of them were, were, were listening... Um, and that's what very much fed in, in, into that ethos. Um, absolutely. Uh, I mean, everybody who has been posting about it, who went has mentioned Louise Gold's speech. Um, mm. And it's like this mythical, you know, <laughs> epic proportions, you know, historical event that those of us who weren't there are like, what did she say? Um, which I'm sure is going to be in, video form i mean at least i hope um but i mean if you could give sort of like a little hint or like a little taste of of what she covered like what she went over just to peel back the curtain a little bit for those of us who are just like this whole this louise gold speech is just like shrouded in mystery and phantasmagoria right now so like what did she say well um i don't know if people are going to find out because we've had to censor most of it uh <laughs> <laughs> joking uh, uh, no it was um, I mean it, it really did just sum up the day like I said she, it was the last panel um, and we, we'd had such lovely thoughts throughout the day and I think the reason why people have gravitated towards the speech so much is because it, she, it was just so heartfelt and she was really able to communicate um an absolute love and appreciation for the fans, um, which you know a, a lot of celebrities, a lot of celebrities don't do. A lot of celebrities often, you know, they all they all work hard and they're all masters of the craft, absolutely. Um, but I think it is still very ignorant to to believe that you don't owe your fans anything, that you know that their kind of efforts and their appreciation and their love and their the creativity that they go off and, and, and do as a result of your work um, to kind of act like it doesn't mean anything to you. I, I think he's, he's very kind of cold and callous and, and Louise was the absolute reverse. She, she very much poured her heart out on the stage. Um, and I think it was just a welling of emotion of everything combined of, of age of resistance happening and it being received so well uh, of the event itself and all of the fans being present and showing their creativity um, and being able to, you know, again, see her colleagues and friends that she hasn't seen for so long. Um, I think it was just, just a very honest moment. 
and and I think that's why everyone everyone is is talking about it um, and kind of gave it such such applause. Uh, I, I think that the fans have been have been absolutely wonderful. I mean, you, you know, you go into the groups, you go you go onto the conjunction official Facebook page as well. And just there are just so many comments of people just pouring out their own hearts, saying how much the event meant to them, uh, how much the words of of the guests there meant to them, and and just the moment. And I I think it just really summed up the success of it. And and I really do hope that that is recognised, and I really do hope, I'm sure that Jim Henson and Netflix appreciate it, absolutely. Um, But there's always this... We all know there's always been this kind of disconnect between those that absolutely appreciate Dark Crystal and and love it and know it and feel it, um, and then the business side almost that's always battling against it. Um, you know, we're seeing it with Age of Resistance with the amount of awards that it's receiving, and rightly so because it is just masterful. Um, and I just want that outpouring of, of fan love, like they have for this event and for everything else, to continue. I mean, that, that was the thing, like, even though it's like the first sort of um, official Dark Crystal convention, you know, with the Jim Henson company, but I mean, this event was really, you know, it was run by fans, but for fans in that way. So again, like, you know, really appreciate like everything that yourself and, and especially to Zay for, for making the event happen. And, you know, I just really hope that this is, you know, the first of many, many more Dark Crystal convention events, you know, in the future. So... Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I'm here on the show um, as a fan, and here on the show as someone who got to to enjoy the event despite my official capacity. But um, you know, absolutely, I'm here to uh, represent and, and thank Zay as well. You know, just tireless efforts of bringing this together. And I did drag her up on stage, uh, reluctantly. So I'm sure she won't include that in any of the videos. But um, you know, to get the praise that she rightly deserves. And I think going forwards, you know, um, you know, big dreams, big plans. And, and there's already someone who's started a petition uh, in the States to, to kind of bring uh, the Great Conjunction over. Um, and, you know, like anything else, like we've been saying, yeah, absolutely. Kind of shout about it and, and tell people that you want it. And, uh, you know, like we have of everything else, start making dreams reality. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that was something that, you know, that Zay did and really pushed forward and to make it happen. So... Yeah, just just incredible, incredible stuff. So I actually received uh, some voicemails uh, from people that submitted um, or that emailed to us at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. So I will play them for you. And the first one will be from Joe Parmenter. And the second one will be from uh, James Reedy. Um, who James is, uh, you know, part of the the Crystal Shard, but also has his own Instagram account, uh, the Dark Crystal Project. So I'll put that link in the sh- in the show notes uh, for anyone that's interested in checking out his um, stuff on Instagram. Hello, everyone. My name's Joe Parmenta, and I just wanted to share uh, some of the experiences I had at the Conjunction in Elstree Studios. Um, so towards the end of the day. Uh, just after Louise Gold had done her speech, her now infamous speech, um, which just uh, concluded the day very, very well. I think she captured a lot of the emotions that we were all feeling, um, but she was just the one who had the courage to get up on a stage in a room full of 
were ultimately were strangers, although we none of us felt like strangers by the end of the day. Um, and and say what she said. That takes a lot of courage. Um, you know, a lot of admiration for her. There it was excellent. We then did our group photos. Uh, we then stood around watching a slightly stressed-looking gentleman trying to print them out in in a timely fashion. Um, so I was standing around waiting for my picture. My picture arrived. Um, I was really gutted that the day was coming to an end. It was, you know, it was just something that I wanted to just carry on. I felt really compelled to go and speak to Louise and just say one last thing to her before I left. Um, but I turned around and she was already surrounded by people. So I was like, do you know what? She's got enough people around her. She doesn't need any more. So I decided to call it a day. Um... I walked down the steps and as I was walking away from the building on a path on the left-hand side, um, I saw Brian and Wendy Froud um, just having a chat. So as I was walking up to them, I was kind of in two minds as to whether or not I was going to say anything to them because, you know, respecting the fact that they must have had a very, very full-on day, it was quite warm uh, in the room and, you know, I mean, they could not have done any more for the people that had made the effort to come and see them, uh, you know, the the queue for them did not stop all day. It was relentless. And Brian Froud was actually taking the time to sketch a little Skeksis head with his autographs. I mean, I dread to think how many Skeksis he drew that day, but it must have been hundreds, you know. So they've done their bit, you know. They're at the end of the day. They're probably winding down. I believe they were waiting for their taxi to come and pick them up and as I walked up to them um, Wendy kind of made eye contact with me so I just stopped and I said thank you so much Um, and you know I was expecting them just to say yeah thanks for coming and I was on my way but that's not what happened they actually engaged me in conversation really Um, and then after a couple of seconds it dawned on me that I was standing outside Elstree Studios talking to Brian and Wendy Froud, <laughs> which was uh, overwhelming. Um, you know, you've got to think about what that says about them as people, that they're even willing to do that. You know, this is their own time now, and they're still they're still making the effort to, to chat to people. I mean, it's just brilliant. Um, I just hope that whatever came out of my mouth made some kind of sense I have a feeling it probably didn't make a lot of sense but you know I wasn't expecting this as far as I was concerned I was walking back to my car not walking into a conversation with the two most important artists in my life (laughs) so yeah that was pretty crazy um and if you ever hear anyone say don't meet your heroes they've never met the frouds and that rings true for all of the guests that were there as a fan you couldn't have asked for a better reception from all of them. And I did go around and speak to all of them and the passion and love they still have, even though many of them, it's 40 years since they, they made it. Um, those that weren't involved in age of resistance, you could, you could literally just talk to them all day about it. Um, and I wish I could have done, but obviously there were other people that wanted to talk to them as well. (laughs) Um, yeah, what a day. Um, the other attendees that I met, 
everyone was really friendly. You could just stop and have a chat with anybody, really. And it was it was an amazing experience to be in a room full of people that you could just talk to talk to about the Dark Crystal and they know what you're talking about for a start, <laughs> which is always nice. Um, that doesn't happen very often sometimes. Um, yeah, just when I was in that video store when I was six years old and I picked that videotape up and whatever it was about it that spoke to me and meant that I just couldn't put it down again. Um, you know, my grandma had to buy it for me. And to be fair, I probably would have just walked out of the store with it anyway, whether she'd paid for it or not, because there was just something about it. I had no idea what it was, but I couldn't put it back down again. And it changed my life for the better. And, you know, it's just one of those moments in my life where I can I can look back at it. And, you know, my life was never the same from that moment onwards. And there's been a few moments in my life like that. But that's definitely the the earliest one that I remember. And it will stay with me forever. And I cannot thank the organisers of the event enough uh, for giving me the opportunity to to meet all these amazing people and and get all the uh, signatures and autographs and Brian Froud's sketch in my World of the Dark Crystal book, my spoon from Hup, uh, my print from Becky Henderson, the other photos and everything that I got signed. I mean, they're just things that I just, I'm going to treasure for the rest of my life. And the the spare room that I have them hanging up in now, whenever I walk in there, there's just this wave of positive energy as I walk in through the door. And I look at these pictures and it just brings it all back. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, organisers, thank you so much. Literally, I owe you a debt I will never be able to repay. And, you know, love to everybody who was there. Whoever I spoke to, I was the really overexcited bald guy, by the way, if you remember me. Um, you know, I, I, it was a pleasure to share that experience with you. Um, you know, keep in touch on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Excellent. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Hi, my name's James, and I run the Dark Crystal Project on Instagram. Uh, just to say a few words about the Great Conjunction event at London Elstree Studios. Uh, what an event absolutely incredible the amount of guests that that were available from both the new series and the original film was just stellar i mean you know we had jean-pierre amiel richard slaughter robbie barnett all you know some of these people have not been seen since the original movie uh, and they hadn't even seen each other which i found absolutely astounding um the atmosphere at the event was just incredible everyone fans and guests alike were just having such a great time and it was just an absolute buzz I mean I, I my only regret is that it was only one day I mean I could have I could have stayed there forever everyone was having such a great time and the mixture of guests and the fact that they had Becky Neil and Victor's respective puppets there as well I mean that was just incredible to meet to see and touch the real hup was just absolutely astounding. Um, and to see the puppeteers just switch straight into their characters. I mean, it was just, just an Im immense opportunity. And I felt like, I don't think another event will ever top that. The fact that it was the first ever 
Dark Crystal convention, you could tell that this was something special. And not only the fans, but also the guests wanted to be there as well. And I oh, just absolutely 100% perfect. And I think that'll be it for this episode of Trial by Stone. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll be discussing about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance tactics. So stay tuned for that. Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast is a production of Three Point Edit. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.